Okay, we are now on. So, hi everybody, this is Nikki Jameson and we are at the Nikki Jameson Art Talks. This is my podcast, welcoming you back to another episode. And on this episode, we have artist Marilyn Rose. I'm so thrilled to have Marilyn on this episode and we're going to be talking a little bit about Marilyn's story and her art. And it's gonna be a really fun time. And I have wanted to talk to Marilyn about her work for quite some time. And I actually said that she would be one of my first guests on my uh, podcast. So Marilyn is here and she's going to introduce herself. So I will just say to you, Marilyn, how about, tell us a little bit about yourself and what is your, what's your story? Okay, I will. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really honored and and pleased to be able to talk with you today. Um, I'm an artist based out here in California. I've been painting for about 27 years, seriously. And done landscapes, still life. Right now I'm doing portraits, portraits of musicians and other artists, and trying to get focused on on that right now. Yes, I've seen some of your because I remember when I when we first uh, when we first met in one of our many uh, Facebook uh, groups, you were doing beautiful, beautiful landscapes and um, and later you uh, you started doing these wonderful portraits with uh, of of musicians and artists, which I, I just think are fa- are fantastic. And folks, I'm going um, through this podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about that, and you'll be able to go and and, and see them and find them if you haven't all already. But tell us how um, how did you how what what inspired you to first of all to do landscape uh, um, paintings and then move to portrait? Was there like a, a natural transition? What, how did that come about? Well, if from the beginning of my, you know, my childhood, I was always drawing people for one thing. That was my main thing is people and horses. And I wanted to be a portrait painter when I was a kid. Life took me in another direction and uh, that didn't happen. Uh, you know, marriage, family, kids, and, and, and all that. So in my mid-40s, I went back to school. I had some reasons to want to learn to draw uh, again and, and learn to paint. So I went back to community college and started with those classes, um, took all the basics. Then I started branching out to local teachers, and one of them was a landscape painter, Susan Sarbeck in Sacramento. She was a, a Henry Henchy student for those that you know follow that lineage. Um, and so we I got into landscape painting at that time. I hadn't planned on that originally, but it kind of took off with me and I had a, a, a lot of fun doing it. Plein air painting, going out, capturing the light very quickly and um, just in the camaraderie of the other artists was so fun. So I did that for probably nothing but that for probably about 10 years. And then I started going back into my figurative and portrait studies. I would go to classes or workshops or just open studio sessions where I got to know uh, a lot of wonderful people in that community too. So I was kind of doing everything simultaneously. I got into still lifes a few years ago, went back to that as a basis for just going back to basics, uh, getting better at painting and preparing for portraits. Uh, and I found I loved doing still lifes. So I did like 50 of them in about three years. And then, but little by little, I started to learn to focus. I started studying some art marketing uh, books and 
groups and but you know where we met and talking about how you find your focus and you have to find a purpose and a mission and how do you do that so it, it led into that whole uh, idea of self-searching and weeding out all the old stuff that's holding you back so it, it just turned into musicians because I thought well if I want to do portraits I don't really I like to do portraits of people just sitting there but I'd rather do them doing something. To me, that's a lot more fun. So I found videos and I would ask permission to use videos of people that were either on YouTube or Instagram. And I got into, and I would ask them if I could use their video. You always want to ask permission. And they said, sure, yeah, go for it. And they were all over the world. I've got people in Italy, France, uh, Great Britain that I have painted. And I share it with them on, on social media and they all love it. Some people actually buy them. So that's what happened about 2017 is when I got into that. And it's been, I've just been taking off from there and, and expanding that. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. Most people say they've never heard of anyone doing this. So I guess that that's my unique calling. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I've, I've never, I haven't heard of anybody doing this. And I have to say that when you actually um, seeing the artists actually doing what they clearly doing, what they love mm -hmm. makes it, you know, really makes it come to come to life. And they're absolutely yes. fascinating. Yes. So you mentioned a little bit about uh, soul searching. I know from our conversations that you are very into uh, self and personal development and things like that. So how did that, um, you know, are there any particular like books and uh, or or things that helped you find? You talked about your 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 purpose and your mission. Is there anything that helped you that helped you on that path? That uh, particularly because I'm sure that our listeners might anybody listening to this might want to hear about that. Yes. So yes, I'm glad to about share. that. Mm -hmm. Always glad to share ideas and references. Um, one of the main books, of course, a lot of people have used this book, The Artist's Way to unblock your creativity. That's been kind of an ongoing uh, project of mine for years. And when I started getting into some of the marketing tools, it wasn't just about art, it was about business in general. One of them was the Blue Ocean Strategy. That was a really good book talking about different ways to, um, to improve your product and cut your costs so that you, you change, you, you actually get rid of the competition because you're operating on a different level. That was a fascinating yes. book for any business person, really. Uh, Think and Grow Rich by Le Napoleon Hill. He was an amazing person. I read a little bit about him. He was really incredible, uh, his mental processes of uh, finding success and uh, j just pursuing his dream. Uh, Daniel Pink, his books have been great. Uh, to Sell as Human and A Whole New Mind it is a, are really good books. But the one that was the, the major one that really helped me was one you recommended, Nikki, to me. And that was Claim Your Power. Claim Your Power by Mastin Kip. And that is the one that really got me over the edge as far as really finding out who I am and what I'm here to do. And it's... Um, it's a it's a 40 day program and you actually you can guide yourself through it. I guess there are Facebook pages where you can join up with others that are going through it. But I did it twice. I did it one time kind of because you have to write out a whole lot of stuff about your past and a lot of it's not comfortable. 
but it's that it's that stuff you need to get out if you if you feel like you're blocking yourself and i knew that i was blocking my own success as an artist by my own lack of self esteem which i've dealt with all my life and uh just just feeling like you're not good enough like you can't do this you're too shy or whatever it gets you past that because you you look at all that stuff and you say okay now i can put that in the context of today, it no longer applies. I can get rid of it. And now you kind of like cleanse yourself. And then he guides you through the steps to actually find what your purpose is with a certain set of steps. And it's, it's really wonderful. So I went through it twice. The first time, not so much in depth. The second time I really dug in and that's when things started to change for me. That's amazing. Yes. And I I remember that uh, when we were talking about that book, uh, when I found it, and it's funny enough, when we, we were having that conversation back then, I came across this book, and I can't remember how I came across it now, maybe as a reference from another book I'd read, but as soon as I saw it, I thought about, I just thought about you, and uh, I thought, oh, if I recommend it, because sometimes when, before you recommend things, you think, oh, what they're going to think, but I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to, you know, whatever happens happens and i'm so glad to hear that it, it had such an impact that's oh, just yeah. that makes me feel so happy and i i went through the book myself mm -hmm. and I'm, i think i'm going to go through it another time actually uh just but listening to you now i think yeah i actually really should go through it again and uh because it's it i know it's really fantastic and for anybody listening get this book if you're feeling blocked or you want to move forward it's called claim your power by mastin kip and it's uh it's you can get it on amazon you can get it on kindle and uh, it's an amazing book so i'm so happy to hear that marilyn because um it, that's that's just amazing yeah it's really nice it's really nice when you recommend something and and it, and it really resonates oh, you know well you know nikki i admire you as a as an artist especially but as a person too and respect your opinion so anything you're going to recommend i'm going to say hey i i'm going to look into that but there's also i wanted to note too that there is a website Mastin, or I think you can go to either Mastin Kip or Claim Your Power and find um, some videos that he's done that have uh, you know, he's very inspirational his own story is is quite something to to hear mm -hmm. okay so um so let's talk a little bit about your uh, mission and, and, and your purpose, because I know we, we know now how you how you came to how you cleared lots of blocks and how you're really moving powerfully through through that. And it's clearly come out in your art and in what you what you do and how it actually impacts people from all over the world, mm -hmm. which as I say is 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 amazing. So what what is what is your mission? What is your I mean, you can say talk about your creative purpose or your mission, but how does that all come together? What do, what do you wake up in the morning and think, you know, when you wake up that, okay, today I'm going to, you know, in keeping with my mission, I'm going to do this. How does that all come together? Um, I just, that my default is that it is most important for me to shine a light on other people. I shine my light by shining a light on others. And if I can take somebody who is trying to be a really good guitarist, say, or a really good sculptor, and paint them doing that with the, the gesture and the expression and the concentration and the love that they're putting into it. If I can capture just a little bit of that, I am so excited and happy to do that. Um, because I admire 
anyone that will put in those those kind of hours, especially the musicians, the dancers, the hours that go into their trying to become really good, I can relate to that. I have done that myself with my art. And I want to, I just want people to be creative. I want them to reach that creative place in themselves. And if they see themselves doing it, they'll, I've actually had some artists say, I can see when I look at my portrait of them, I can see how I look when I play, or I can see how I feel when I play. That to me is the greatest compliment. And people would say, oh, I can hear the music. That's the greatest compliment is if I can bring that, that love and joy to life for other people seeing that. It's exciting. So, that's, so if I start getting worried about, oh, I got to market this, I got to do that and all that peripheral surface stuff, I go, no, get back to your basics first. Take a deep breath and think about what you really want to do and everything else will fall into place. That's a really, really good, uh, that's really good advice. Back to basics first without uh, not worrying about all the peripheral, all the other stuff that, yeah. that gets into our heads as artists, you know, like what do people think of this and how do I market that? And, you know, that it, it's so true. I mean, it's, it's so important and so fundamental because that's, that's what we should be about, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You've got to put yourself as an artist first. Um, you know, family first, of course, I always say family first, but as an artist that, you know, that's, that's a close second because <laughs> that's your deepest self. And I encourage people to, to do this at any age. I, I'm a senior and I teach seniors here in my community where I live and people will come in and say, oh, I always wanted to be a painter. You know, they're in their sixties, seventies, eighties, even say I always wanted to try this and I say come in and do it start now and don't stop be the best you can at any age because it will only enrich your life I, I heard once a, an artist I like to quote saying when you're painting you're not aging <laughs> so paint I like that <laughs> yeah paint often and I think I think it's true though because um I've um, from an artist perspective myself when I'm in the flow and 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 creating my art it's like uh it's almost like time stands still and like you're forever in in that place yeah. you're not thinking about all of this other you know this other stuff you're just doing what you're here to do right yeah. so absolutely you're that. in the zone that's amazing so i'm gonna ask you now um so you said something about, and I know from just looking at your your, your website about being in service to others, mm -hmm. and I really agree with that because I believe that fundamentally, as human beings, that's what we're here on earth to do. Mm -hmm. And it, things, from my perspective anyway, come things come into, I don't know, they, things sort of work together when you're when when you're in service to others, but. Just explain what you mean by that, particularly from the point of view as, of, of yourself as an artist or as, as artist. What do you mean by being in service to others? Well, I think it is. Uh, it, it has to be kind of whatever is happening at the moment. You you find it when you know that you can be in service. It hits you, and you say, "Okay, I can. I can." It's just like with teaching. When I'm going to one student's uh, painting, I'll say, "Well, maybe you could change this." Uh, to, to be better. And then I'll go to another one and say, maybe you need to do this. It has to be an individual thing. But basically, um, I, I come from a spiritual background. I, I meditate and um, I believe in a higher power. And I believe that we're here to serve each other. 
you know, love your neighbor. And, um, and if that means, if I have a way of making people happy with my art, if that serves them, if that serves an inspiration to them to say, oh, I always wanted to do that. Or I, I you know, I love to see myself do, doing, playing this guitar or whatever. That to me is, is being in service to others. It's not about my self-expression. There are a lot of artists that say you got to express yourself. You will express yourself no matter what when you're an artist. You can't help it. It's just by putting paint on a paintbrush or you know picking up that clay, you're going to start expressing yourself. But uh, if you're doing it for a reason not to just say, "Oh, this is me and this is you know what I do," it's more like, "What can I do for you? What what can I do with my art to make you feel good or happy or help you in any way?" That to me just gives it a much deeper dimension, and you get the you take all of the pressure off yourself when you're doing for others. You don't think about yourself, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's really wonderful because when you're painting, if you're thinking about how this painting's going to get marketed or who's going to buy it, who's going to see it, that paint you may as well just throw it away at that point because it's not going to be good. So that's to me anyway. Uh, Luckily, I don't need to paint for a gallery to to make a living. I'm fortunate there. But um, people that do, you do kind of have to do that. But when you get to the point where you just want to serve people, then you you can't think about uh, what it's you know who's going to see it, what it's going to look like. You got to think about the love that you're putting into it and the enjoyment of doing it. The enjoyment of putting down that paint or putting that clay on there or moving your body, you know, to dance or whatever. That that is the joy that you need to feel first. That's that that is just so that's so profound. <laughs> no, but it's true. I was kind of listening to I'm thinking, yeah, I totally yeah, you've just you've just put it into such a succinct oh, um, wonderful way and I absolutely 100% agree with that you know it's like it's it's how to make it's it's what you're doing for others and uh how it impacts their lives and how it makes them happy and then it all comes around full circle Mm -hmm. because what you're doing is is what you're created to do Mm -hmm. right in 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 doing that Mm -hmm. so it's like I, I to me anyway it's like pieces of a puzzle that are sort of fitting together right yeah so that is, that is, that is, I'm so glad we, we, we could have this chat today because I think that is just so important. And I think that, um, I, I, I think that artists hearing that or anybody who's been struggling with this push me, pull me kind of thing mm-hmm. that I really love doing this, but I have to do it in a certain way because to suit something or, you know, some, somebody else mm-hmm. that is, it, it can tear you apart really, oh, unless yeah. you actually find yeah, find that confidence to actually know what you're about as, mm-hmm. as, as you have like this. And it comes out in, uh, in, in your, in your work. So yeah. thank you for, for expressing that. Oh, absolutely. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm always happy to encourage people. You know, artists are some of the ge- most generous, wonderful people in the world. There are some that are very competitive, but there are others that you can join with as a community. And it's just a wonderful community and we all share, you know, ideas are free. I want to share my ideas. Uh, with either, not just with students, but with friends too. So, and, and when other people understand that you're sincere with that, they open up to you and the whole world just opens up to you. It's really amazing. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so let's talk about your, so let's talk about your, your paintings. And uh, I, to, I call them, imp- they're like impressionistic mm-hmm. or impressionist 
paintings of, of artists and as you've described their their artists and musicians in in action mm-hmm. and so and you, you talked about how you came to be doing these paintings but can you can you just elaborate on that a, a, a little bit oh. how I don't I mean I could talk about process but I don't want to get bogged down in your process because you talked about you do it from a video but how or videos rather but how did it come to um just tell us a little bit about that and, and how it impacts people how it impacts the actual subjects you're 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 painting yeah like. I will I, I'm happy to do that I um like I say I started in 2017 to do these uh from other people's videos that I found online and then uh, and I thought well you know I, I I, I actually hired a coach. I hired a, I, I learned to value myself through Maston Kip's book. I learned to value myself and give myself the gift of hiring a business coach for a little while. And I, this was in 2018. She and I were having coffee. She's a wonderful, generous, loving person. And um, I said, yeah, I, I just want to get my work out there. I'm really, you know, it's hard for me to get my work out there. It's, it's not easy to be assertive and, and, uh, contact people and write press releases and stuff. So she said, well, how about a 30-day challenge, 30 musician portraits in 30 days? And I thought, whoa, all of a sudden, it just took off with me. I said, yes, and I would do local musicians. And then I would do 30, and I would have the sh- a show, and I knew exactly where I was going to have the show. It was a music store in, in Davis, which is a, a, a community near Sacramento. And I would um, have it at this music store because they had already invited me to do a show there. And it just all fell into place. I said, yes, this is what I'm going to do. And she wrote me a press release. And she said, what about the title, Music as My Muse? And I thought, oh, I love that. So I owe her a great deal of credit for those inspirations. And um, then I took off from there. What I did, another friend suggested I do a Facebook page specifically specifically for this, excuse me, and so that he could refer people to it, other musicians that he that might want to be involved. So I did that, and I put, put an ad out on Facebook page, and I got all kinds of Sacramento area musicians to say, yeah, I would love to be involved in this. Um, yeah, and they were really excited about it. So I said, okay, I would either go to where they were playing, like little coffee houses and places like that. I would go in there with my sketchbook and I'd sketch them and they'd see what I was doing. And I'd say, well, I'm doing a little project. Would you like to be involved? And they said, sure. So I, can I take some video of you and may I use it? And they said, yes, okay, absolutely. Some of them even looked at the sketch and said, whoa, I'd love to use that for my album cover. They were just little pen and ink sketches. Uh, that was really fun. It kind of took me back to my old roots in the 60s when I used to go to coffee houses and listen to folk music and sketch. Um, and, or I would, um, they would Facebook me and or friend me on Facebook and we'd say, well, can we meet somewhere? Can I come to your studio and watch you play and just take some video? And, yeah, that'd be fine. We did that or meet at a park or something. So I, I collected several videos of people. And the reason I like to work from video, I wanted to say, is because you get the movement. You get the action and you get the music and you can see what happened from one frame to the next. Even though you're freezing one frame, you know what happened before and after and you can incorporate that into this. Because a photograph, you've frozen it at a certain point, but it might not be what you want. A video, you are in much more control and you get the the life and the movement of it. 
So then I started painting them and I dropped the 30 in 30 days because it just wasn't practical. And I really wanted to make these look like these people because I was going to publish it and show it publicly so that people in the in the community would see them. So I said, I'm just going to do 30. And it took me about four months. I worked on maybe two or three a week. Uh, finished them up, framed them. I, I uh, planned the show. We had the show one evening in Davis. It was only up for one evening. My husband was a big, huge help in that. He did the food for me. I didn't have to really worry about anything but getting the work up and, and uh, going through the reception myself. Uh, and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. The, the Mostly musicians came that I had painted and I had hired one of them to play for the reception. And so the musicians came in and they would find themselves and they oh my God, that is so cool. And they, a lot of them knew each other. So they were all taking selfies of them next to their paintings. And, and several of them sold, which was nice. Um, and, and so others planned to, to buy them in the future. M musicians don't always have a whole lot of money, but I make plans for them and make it easy for them. I just wanted to share this with, with everybody. I did get interviewed on a live radio show before this show, uh, before my reception uh, in Davis, which was fun, uh, very nerve wracking because it was live, but uh, it, was, it was a great experience. So we got the word out and you know, people showed up. So this year I'm kind of taking off from that and I'm going to do another show in Sacramento at the Sacramento Fine Arts Center in September. And I'm going to be showing some of those other musicians that I had done previously in the last two years, but I'm also expanding now to show other artists. Lately, I, I just finished a little thir another 30 day, 30 paintings in 30 day uh, challenge for myself, where I actually did do one a day, sometimes only an hour, sometimes a half an hour, just to get somebody doing what they're doing. And I got potters, I got sculptors, uh, dancers, People not necessarily dancing, but stretching, tying their ballet shoes, getting ready for the performance. Um, I even got a, a couple of glass blowers, two young women who do glass blowing. That was really fun to watch. And um, a violin maker in her shop with violins all over the place and cellos. It was just wonderful. You know, as you're speaking, I'm listening to this. Because we're friends on Facebook, I I know when you post your pictures on Instagram and Facebook, I see I see these pictures and I see the the, the when you've just finished something and I'm thinking, wow, that's great. But it, it still doesn't give like you've talked about the whole story about behind this and it kind of really brings it to life, you know. So um, I'm really I'm I'm just fascinated to hear a how it came it came about and how you're now expanding to 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 have all sorts of other people doing things you know yeah. so it's 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 really really great thank you so much for sharing that oh, absolutely i'm i'm just i'm in awe of people that can do pottery sculptor sculpture you know that and music and dancing i never learned those things myself except a little music so it's like i'm living vicariously through these other artists it's wonderful
You are listening to Nikki Jameson Artist Talks, a podcast about stuff to do with art and the artist's life and some inspiration. Today, my guest is artist Marilyn Rose, and she's sharing some great insights from her life as an artist. If you like this episode, please be sure to give us a review on iTunes. And please also share this podcast with your friends, family, or anybody you feel might like it. Jameson at my blog nickyjameson.com and if you have something creatively inspiring to share drop me a line who knows you might just be my next guest let's get back to the interview with artist Marilyn Rose that's so true I'm writing some things down here I'm thinking yeah I must meditate upon that <laughs> That's good. I'm glad if, the, if this helps anybody else, I'm really happy because I have many, many people to thank for where I'm at. So I'm paying it forward. Thank you. That's so that's that's great. OK, so um, I think you've I think we've touched on most of the uh, uh, things that we that we were going to, to to touch on. But I don't know whether you 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 want to to do this. So. Is there a painting, um, or let me put this another way, can you share a bit about how your paintings impact the people you paint? So we talked about, you know, being in service and this is doing something for other people. I know it impacts impacts them. Is there any particular, is there any particular kind of um, um, instance or example or something you'd like to share? Because we as artists, we, we, we create our work, we know it impacts people to an extent because they buy it and they love it and they, they value it. But maybe you'd like to just share mm-hmm. a little bit about that for the benefit of our of our listeners, just to, and I think that will be kind of like an encouragement that you know people do feel our work, right? They do, they do, they do, they are impacted uh, by it. But in your inst- in your yes. example, can you just share a little bit about that? Yes, as far as the impact, well, of course, when people say I can hear the music, that's a big impact when people can look at something and feel it or hear it. But one thing that dawned on me a few years ago, a woman came to, she was in my studio at an open studio tour, I think, and she looked at one of my still lifes, and there was a look on her face when she looked at it. It's almost like her face deepened as she deepened, looked into the painting. It's like she got this, she got something. It, it struck her somehow. It's almost like she pulled back and went, whoa. And that's what I want. When people look at it and go, whoa. Yeah, I that to me is like, because that's what I do. When I see something that inspires me, I go, whoa, that is really beautiful. And that's what I look for. And it's more a look and a feeling than it is words. But I, I can tell when it happens. People look at my landscapes and say, oh, I want to be there. Or they'll look at uh, musicians and say, oh, I can hear the music. You know, that that's wonderful, too. The paintings that mean a great deal to me are, number one, the ones that I've done of my family. My, my four grandkids, when they were babies, I painted each one of them at about maybe six months old. And 
I know that impacted their parents. They love, they love them, and I hope they will, you know, the kids will love them when they get older too. But those are special to me. And I painted my husband once uh, during that, that uh, musician paintings last year, playing his grandfather's uh, Portuguese viola. They call it a viola de terra. He was playing it and he was play acting like he was his grandfather. It was so funny. That has a great deal of meaning to me. But the other ones that have a great deal of meaning are the ones that I dashed out in a half an hour or an hour where I didn't have time to overthink it. I was reacting. I love those too. I know that I could, uh, when I look at uh, um, your, your paintings, but particularly of the, of the musicians, and I think I may have even mentioned this to you, and I said that, yeah, I can actually, it's like I can feel the music, like not just, just, not just hear it. It's like, you know, if I, could, if I close my eyes, I was still looking at the painting and they're just playing that musician mm -hmm. or they're tuning their instrument or they're doing something because that really comes through. They don't seem like static paintings. There's so much movement in, in them. And... Um, that was that's that's really something quite special, and I I can imagine it it special for the people that uh, that that you paint and the people that actually um, really interact with with your paintings, and I can see why I can see why video uh, does does that because like you said you get the movements and the, from from the video right so that uh, that's that's really fascinating. Thank you for that. <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm just looking at what other things I wanted to make sure I mm -hmm. asked you Absolutely. Uh, before um, <laughs> and, uh, before we uh, conclude here. So I did have a question here, and you know, from an, both of us as artists, and where where I look at us as being creative entrepreneurs, um, and that we know that uh, for many artists, it's not it's not the easiest of paths to to follow. And um, how would you say that you? You know, we've, we've still got to create and get our work out out there by whichever means we decide to, to do it. How do you stay inspired and, and motivated and, and sort of channeled in your, your purpose and mission without being worried and bogged down by all the kind of mundane things you need to, to do to connect with people? Do you have any any tips for artists or things that you do that, that make this possible for you? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. One of the things that has just recently dawned on me is that if I am painting portraits of people, I have to look below the surface to who they are and, you know, to who they really are, their, their, their inner soul, so to speak. Not that I, you know, have that power, but <laughs> I like to try to see everybody as, you know, this spiritual being. So I think of that with the people that I'm dealing with, too, as far as advertising, marketing, things like that. I try to treat everybody in that same way, respectfully, not looking at them as a commodity to get me somewhere. It's more like, you know, what can I do for you? What can you do for me? How can we do this together? And I think people respond to that. So keeping that in perspective helps me in every way. It uplifts everything to treat everybody as, you know, somebody really important and special. Because we're all just people, you know, marketing is, is all just people and we're all really on the same side and in the same boat if we, you know, look at it that way. So I think that helps it keep me keep that in balance. Agree. I, I, that's really good advice uh, for um, 
for all of us, I, I think, right. to, uh, you know, to consider, to consider that. Because sometimes it's not always, it's not always obvious, right? No. We, <laughs> we, think, we look at things as, okay, we've got to do this to get from A to B, C, D. And, you yeah. know, I, I really like that approach that, you know, look at people as, as people as, and collaborate. Because mm-hmm. you're talking about collaboration here. Like, what can we do for each other? to to both achieve what we're trying to achieve right and yeah. you know for the greater good in other in in, in many ways yes for the uh, i was going to say on that line um for the show that i did last year uh, a certain percentage went to two different musical uh, one of us a musical academy and the other is a guitar society because they had been very helpful to me and i believed in their mission so i donated a certain percentage of all the sales from that to them so they in turn have given me a discount on an ad in their program. So that opened up a new venue for me to advertise when people are at a musical program and they're they're looking at their program waiting for the show to start, they might see my ad and say, oh, portraits of musicians. And that, so that, um, that was a, a really nice uh, kind of a little sideline that kind of opened up for me. Another thing is when other uh, musicians have seen my work and say, oh, that would make a good album cover. I go, okay, well, I could license that image for you, you know, and, and let you use the copyright for your album cover. We Let's talk about it. So, you know, you have to pick and choose what works for you. There are a lot of marketing books and things that will say, you've got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do all these things. And you have to look at them and say, does that work for me? If it doesn't, you don't have to do it. If it isn't natural for you, that's a really good point, Marilyn. Thank you. Because, um, particularly in the in in the artist circle, art world, or whatever we want to call it, people people we tend to think that we got to do things in a certain set way because it's always been that way, mm-hmm. right? And that's not necessarily the case. We can we can blaze our own trails and we can, we can try things, which as we say, really work for us rather than rather than just falling back on mm-hmm. what's always been done, but which doesn't necessarily sit well with us. Yeah. Right. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. And okay. I wanted to ask this question. So we all have uh, challenges. Do you, do you, what, what are your, one or two biggest challenges that you come across and how do you how do you overcome these challenges self-esteem lack of self-esteem is something i dealt with all my life and i think quite a few of us do especially artists for some reason we feel we're not good enough we feel we uh, don't deserve success and that is something that was so deeply ingrained in me. It took years and, and some of these books and meditations to get that out and say, whoa, I really did feel this way. And I don't need to feel that way now. So I have it's self-talk. It's just when those ideas come up, um, those suggestions that you're not good enough or you can't do this, you have to just talk yourself down or find somebody. My husband is really good at this, saying you don't need to feel that way. And he'll, he'll list all the good things I've done. And I do that for myself. I have friends that will do that. Um, it's just your own self-talk and realizing that, yeah, you, you are good enough. You're already good enough for this to happen. And, um, it, and it will if you're open to it. Just don't block yourself by saying you can't. 
bad and lack of focus. Uh, I, you know, a lot of artists want to try everything and we should, but you get to a point where um, you might want to say, well, I'm going to, well, like with my musicians, I, there are a lot of good landscape painters in California. There, they abound. There's wonderful. And there are a lot of good still life painters in all over the world. I thought, well, there are a lot of good portrait painters, but I haven't seen too many that specialize in musicians or other artists or people in action. So I thought, if that is my strength, that's what I'm going to focus on. So that, that really helped too, to keep me focused on that. Occasionally I will do a, another, like a landscape just for fun or with my friends or whatever, but I, I, I stay focused on number one now because as you get older, you, you really kind of do need to. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's such a really, that's such a good point. Um, lack of focus. And I mean, I really identify with, uh, you know, lack of focus and wanting to try everything. And sometimes it just seems that there's no time to try everything. And, and I suffer from shiny, what I call shiny object syndrome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if it's bright and shiny, I'm off after it. And I really have to do work on myself to really narrow my focus. And I'm always saying to artists, it's nice to want to do everything. It doesn't mean that we can't sort of try things. You have to take a break from something and try something. But the narrower, the narrower our focus, the better our peace of mind, basically, at least in my own case, anyway. Uh, and all, <laughs> and, yes, you want to always bring it back to that. Although I'm very drawn to abstract right now and to um, encaustic that, with the, the wax. I love the textile, the textural feeling of it and the idea of the abstract because for backgrounds or for around you portrait, you might want to have some abstraction. I've been experimenting with that. So yeah, you want to be open to new things and try them. But when you're doing your work, you know, that's when you want to say, well, this is what my work is. Yes. And you incorporate new things into it. Always never be afraid to, to try something new and go a different direction. Lack of focus and self-esteem, those are really, really, really good, good points uh, to, to, to bring up. And I'm sure that, I'm sure that we're not alone <laughs> when it comes to uh, trying to overcome the, these and other challenges in our, in our daily lives. Okay, so I'm just going to talk about uh, a couple more things we'll, we'll talk about. So how can people find out a little bit more about your, your work? So you do mostly, uh, you do commissions, I know you do commissions, and, and um, I'm going to publish um, links to Marilyn's website in the uh, show notes for this when, it, when it's published, so you'll find out there. But tell us a little bit about where you are on social media. I know you have a website. Just tell our listeners where they can You are listening to Nikki Jameson Artist Talks, a podcast about stuff to do with art and the artist's life and some inspiration. Today, my guest is artist Marilyn Rose, and she's sharing some great insights from her life as an artist. If you like this episode, please be sure to give us a review on iTunes. And please also share this podcast with your friends, family, or anybody you feel might like it.
Yes, my website is pretty comprehensive. It's got my paintings. It's got where you can contact me, uh, information about portraits, and sign up for my monthly newsletter if you like. It's uh, just artistmarilynrose.com. There are other Marilyn Roses that are artists, so you might come up, others might show up too, but you can just go to artistmarilynrose.com and that will be my website. Facebook, I have a personal page and a business page, plus I have the one called, now it's called Music and More as Muse. And that is where I'm showing the whole process of that project I went through last year. You can scroll down and see every painting that I did and posted for the last couple of years with these uh, musicians and, and other artists. Um, Instagram, I love Instagram. It's just, it's, it's just instant. It's wonderful. Um, I'm on there. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, but I, I don't, I'm not really active on it. Um, I don't show in any galleries right at the moment. Uh, I am thinking about researching some galleries, possibly over in uh, by the coast in the, in the Bay Area or Carmel. Uh, that's a possibility. Um, I am thinking more in the terms of advertising in, in musical programs and uh, that type of thing. So that's pretty much my website is where you can start to find out about me. That's, thank you. Thanks for that. I really want to give you an opportunity to, to basically um, say where you are. And I love the way that uh, I agree with you with Instagram. And I actually agree yeah, with you with LinkedIn. You know, <laughs> I think it's great. I, I've been trying to... You know, I've been trying to, I, I'm not going to sort of dwell on social media too much. I know you're on it. I think I think artists, because it's so visual, yeah. should be on Instagram, you know, and Facebook because it's so big. I mean, because um, people, artists generally ask me, they ask me, okay, should we be on all social media and so on and so forth? And I say, well, pick one or two yeah. and really work those and learn how to make them work for you, but not so it, they become all-consuming. And I am, I am on LinkedIn because of um, more from a, another, not, not really another life, because I, I, um, I've been on LinkedIn for a long time, but I've never really been able to make it work in the same way as I have Instagram. And I'm not really sure why that is yet. So clearly there's something I need to learn there, but it just hasn't clicked in quite the same way. Maybe I'm Maybe we're missing a trick there. I don't know. But um, that leads me into my next question, which I practically I, I kind of <laughs> half answered myself. But um, you, <laughs> what is you've used social media. You talked about your Facebook page. You're you're you're, in, you're on Instagram. And uh, how would you what would you advise artists to do if they were to ask you, should I use social media, et cetera? What would you say to somebody there from your own experience? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm really not that, uh, <laughs> I'm not that good at it. Uh, there's a lot I need to learn too. I, like I say, I like Instagram because it is quick, easy, and it, it visual all over the world very quickly. And I like Facebook. I don't do any Twitter. I'm not even on Twitter. And like I say, LinkedIn is something that doesn't really get me much response. I have not sold anything through social media and I don't really expect to. And I guess if you pay attention to all the algorithms and where you should be and when you should be, that to me takes up too much time for me to try to think about that stuff too. Um, I post when I finish something, I post it on all those, you know, 
Facebook and the Instagram. But I don't do any more ads. I, I did some ads for a while and I found I got a lot of likes, but it didn't really get me any more uh, newsletter subscribers or sales. So I think it's just a good way to get yourself out there for people to see you. I think and, and people see your name, they see your work, and you never know what's going to come from that. But sorry, I don't have any better advice than that. <laughs> How I, I look at it, I, I always say that you have to develop your um, your your channels elsewhere, but that social media is a really good way to get to get yourself known, to, to let people know that you're that you're there. But I don't look at them as sales as sales channels. I look at them as kind of uh, supporting sales rather than rather than anything else. And um, I have a big thing about you can get thousands of likes. I even work that I've sold. I've got some of the work that I've sold is something that hasn't got a ton of likes. So it's not really about likes of currency, but it's nice for people to know that you're there and people like to see, people like to see what you're doing. And, and like you say, you never know what's going to come from, from it, but it's, it shouldn't be the main focus, no matter what the, because the algorithm rhythms changes yeah. Yeah, faster. People change their clothes <laughs> faster, I think. So <laughs> we're in for a bit of a different, <laughs> We're in for a disappointment yeah. if we're going to rely on social media. That's been my experience. All right. So um, do you have any last, I'm going to combine these two questions I wanted to ask, um, and I'm going to ask them in this order. So one, do you have any tips for artists, creatives who would like to, you know, who are trying to make their art more either more central into a livelihood or you know really move it along maybe they know that they're doing something right now and they're not really happy and they really have this artistic uh, uh they have their, their talent and they want to do it but they haven't quite taken the plunge to do it and the plunge to do it and how what should they be thinking about how should they do this and then i'm going to ask you if you have any last thoughts to share <laughs> So, yeah, um, well, my advice to any artist of any age is to just do it. Start now. I put it on hold for 20 years. I stopped when I was about 22, didn't pick it up till I was about 44. And I wish that I would have kept on with it. I was doing other creative stuff, but I wasn't really focusing on, I didn't even know I could be an artist and be professional at it and do anything with it. Uh, it wasn't until later on that I realized, oh, there are people actually selling their work. I could do this. But uh, yeah, just do it. Don't let anyone talk you out of it. Uh, children will come up into, in, in, they'll pop into my class or, you know, visiting their grandparents or whatever, or they'll see us painting outside and they'll come up and they'll go, oh my gosh, there's an adult here having fun painting. And I say, do you like to paint? They always do. They will keep on drawing, keep on painting and, and just keep doing it. No matter what anyone says, do as much as you can. And people that are seniors, if you want to start painting, just do it. You just have to Break down the barriers and try it, it even in your own house. Just try it. Nobody has to see it. That's what most people are afraid of, is that someone's going to criticize their, what they've done. So just uh, with plein air painting, I went out in my backyard and practiced on my own 
before I would even go in public just to, so I wouldn't have to deal with the public too. So that's, that's my only advice is just do it. Find a way. Okay. And so, I'm, so if you have any other last thoughts you'd like to share that uh, aren't, uh, that we haven't mentioned, is there anything else that you'd like to say that we haven't talked about on this really wonderful call we've had so far? Oh gosh, I don't, I don't think so. You know, I've written down all kinds of notes per your questions and, um, but you've really covered just about all of it. I do have my show coming up in September uh, at the Sacramento Fine Arts. Yeah, that's going to be fun. The Sacramento Fine Arts Center has been around quite a long time. I just joined as a member and um, I can rent the space uh, for a month. And that last year doing that one show for just one evening, it was a lot of work for one evening, but this can be up for a month. There'll be a nice reception on the second Saturday, which is the, the usual art walk for Sacramento. Um, and uh, so I will be there for that. And uh, I will be showing as all the best of what I've done in the last three years, as far as these, I, I call them creative passion pursuits portraits, and they are impressionistic portraits. They're not total likenesses. I'll be showing various sizes and uh, of those and uh, just have a good time. And like I say, it'll be up for a month. So that'll be nice. People can pop in during their open hours and see it. Um, else? I, I don't think so. I'm just going to keep, I am going to be looking into venues as far as uh, advertising for my portrait commissions and go from there. And I really appreciate this opportunity. I wanted to say when we were talking about inspiration from other artists and, and uh, learning new things, I look at some of your work, Nikki, and look at the abstract backgrounds that you do and go, I really love that. I want to see if I can get that in oil paint. And sometimes it works, sometimes not, but <laughs> I am inspired by it. <laughs> Well, I'm really glad. I'm really glad I could inspire you with my work as well. And I, I love what I do. I, I love creating my work. It's, uh, um, I mean, I could just wax, wax on and on about it. But this is not about me today. <laughs> but thank you very much for that compliment. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's due. Okay, so. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank you, Marilyn, for this amazing conversation. And it's been an opportunity for me to get to know you as well and to get to know more about your work and how you came to be doing your work. I'm so glad that you agreed to come on as a guest on, on my podcast. And it's just been amazing and, and, and wonderful. I've learned so much as well. And I hope listeners have as, as, as well. And I just want to say thank well, you thank again. You, Nikki. I really appreciate the opportunity. It was I was honored to be asked and it has been fun. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, we're going to leave it there. That's uh, Mar artist Marilyn Rose and her, the notes to, uh, to the um, to the show will be published when the when the episode is published, which would be which will be soon. And you'll be able to hopefully listen into it. Marion will be able to to share it when it's when it's ready, and all all the information will be in there. And I hope you take the time to to listen through and to share it with people who might like to know more about Marilyn and and her incredible work. So I'm gonna leave it there, everybody. Thank you so much for listening in. This is Nikki Jameson and her guest Marilyn. 
tuning out. Talk bye to bye. you next Thank time. You. So bye everybody. Bye Marilyn. Listening to the Nikki Jameson podcast called Artist Talks. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes because that really helps people find the podcast. And please share the podcast episode with anybody who you think might enjoy it. Thanks for listening. You can check out Nikki Jameson on Instagram at Nikki Jameson or at nikkijameson.com for her blog, art, and a lot more. Thanks again for listening. Take care and bye for now.